Welcome to The Downside. My name is Jamarcus Horezi. I am uh, annoyed at my co-host, Russell Daniels. Why? For what? For what? Uh, to keep it as vague as possible, you had a life decision to make last week. You called me three separate times as a sounding okay, board okay. and a piece of advice okay. for that life decision. And you made the decision. I did. And you didn't tell me for, I, what, four days now? I Okay, wait. What is wrong with well, you? Okay. okay. There's, there's things. First of all, I felt like the last time we got off the phone, you could tell how, where I was going or how I was really feeling. Okay. You felt, and, and I was, uh, you know, I talked it through to you. And then I also, f full disclosure, you are dating my manager. So I thought, like, you would get the word through her. And, um... I didn't, I, you know, also, okay. So Does also, that work like the, the reverse, like happened. on your birthday, should I say? Here's well, what happened, here's what happened happy too, I, without getting into too many details. I confirmed with her my decision on that thing. Okay. And then um, she was like, great, I'm seeing so-and-so in a few hours, blah, blah, blah. And then I didn't hear for like a day. So in my mind, I started spiraling, being like, maybe they changed their minds. Uh -huh. And anyways, they didn't. And it's all great. But I, 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 then when it was confirmed. It could be public now by the time this comes out. Yeah, well, I, I have a new agent, so it's good. And it's Gersh. It's which, Gersh. Which our yeah, yeah. guest is with. Oh, cool. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, this was the fuzziest conversation I know, up until sorry, that I don't know. I don't know like, why I was being you vague. You didn't it's tell me about something <laughs> that we sort of I was about. deciding on who, what but I wanted to. Russell's one of these friends where he'll he'll have you you'll you'll be a part of his life mm. for like a chunk mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and then he you'll you'll check out for the conclusion of oh, that that's very seductive you 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 bring people in yeah. and then you completely Man forget of about mystery. them yeah. yes um, um yeah. no i uh no i yes i'm excited you know? well, we're here with our guest yeah i uh, i have the 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 honor of, of sharing a, a show New Year's Eve not this last one no the one before the one that well whichever variant took out that entire weekend That's yes when we were at, oh, at Philly right. punchline punchline I yes. tried to not have a showcase show this year for New Year's and somehow I still oh. like it, it changed from a headliner to a showcase show okay and I said son of a bitch uh, I love showcase shows I hate showcase oh, shows what are you talking about don't you don't you have things you want to do you we're both material men yeah what, but you, I, what does that mean we have we have a lot of things we want to try and no but showcase and, what is the difference oh, between uh, it's like three or four comics doing a bigger chunk oh so okay, doing 20 okay. minutes Instead each of, yes yes yeah you know what, well this is what i like about it, is that i don't actually get to like i feel like i don't spend time with comedians in new york city you're right you're always just like hopping and even if you're it's it doesn't feel the same when you're out of town and you're spending time together all of a sudden it's like camp and i like that yes yeah yeah yeah. we did one of our one of our co showcase people went went on a date with like a drug dealer well, had a wild time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know how much we can reveal, but like I followed we fo I, by accident followed up with her, and it turned out that guy was like a pure uh, like con artist. Oh, really? <laughs> so was he not a drug dealer? He was just no. Well, or... okay. So she she thought he was black, but he wasn't black. <gasps> He was he was he was like a Puerto Rican or something. Oh, okay, but um, but he put, but he, he said it's a picture and it's Russell and I'm like that's not a black <laughs> like she should have. But he portrayed himself as such uh, for a while. That was the, yeah, yeah. How'd you find out? I would try to make a joke, but I'm not going there. Yeah, I, I forget. But it was it was like just like things that slowly revealed themselves to her, and then finally she was just like straight up asked, and then he kind of like weaselled him. It was yeah. The, I'm gonna I'm gonna botch the story, so you're gonna have to ask her directly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to have her on. Yes. Um. Uh, well, before we kick off this theme music, and I have something to talk about. Russell sounds like he had a, a trip getting here. Uh, no. Uh, something about your hands being dirty. No. 
Yeah, just humanity. Okay. Humanity. Humanity. <laughs> right in front of your apartment. What happened? I Okay, we, we lead into the just thing. Just you, as well. So I was right just crossing the street to get here, um, and I had headphones in, so I can't hear, but I can see a, a man wailing in the middle of the road, no pants, poop. No pants, no underwear. No, he has noise like, canceling. Pants, sorry, or not he, noise canceling. My headphones are noise canceling, yeah. so I can't hear. Mm-hmm. Um, they are noise canceling, so I can't hear him. But I can see he's screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And there's um, pants, but the crotch is ripped, so it's exposed, and it's kind of like they're down. Sure, um, so sure. there's, there's but there's a lot of poop like around, and uh-huh. he's fallen. He has a walker that's also tipped over. He's screaming. Screaming like, like just in pain. In like pain. he fell, he he's fell, his rocker fell over. He looks, he's almost blah, blah. So, you know, what I love about New York, everyone rushes to there, but it's us, everyone's kind of feeling out how are we going to, because sure. you're trying to help, but also avoid poop. Um, mm. But everyone helps. We help him up to his feet, to his, to his walker. But then it's like, well, that's not enough. Like, like we can't just like, like, but we no one else knows this what to do. We helped right, him up. Right, we right. got him to his walker. We yeah. put the, we picked the walker up. But then you're just like, then you okay, have to run for office bye. And change the entire like, system. And I'm like, I'm like, I gotta go to a podcast. You know, yeah. like it, nothing feels good in that moment to be like to resolve it. You yeah. know, so you're just left unresolved, making sure he's not in the middle of the road and he's walking now. Yes. but he's crying. He's it's it's uh, an, a terribly upsetting way to Were like. Were you the first person to dip out? Like a jury, like no, I was. I was in the middle. There was a like there was there a woman a podcast that was trying to, to talk to. to him, and I was. <laughs> I have a podcast. Me yeah, too. And none of you are lying. To be no. fair. <laughs> no, there was a woman that was still talking to him, and I kept looking like, should I? But I was like, what am I gonna do? Like, I don't know where to take him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he was on his feet. He was walking, but he oh, it's just very upsetting. Anyways. <laughs> And you know, if you brought him here, I'd be like, let's get him on the pod. Let's talk no, to him. I, oh, I mean, the stairs, though, they would never have come up and been able to come up the stairs. Sure. You know? Like he was older and it's just was um, well, that humanity. Must be humanity you know? You he know? must really be struggling to get through this. That's the only he reason he's not on the podcast. Right That's the only reason. <laughs> it's the only reason I'm here. The stairs. He isn't. Yeah. Uh, well, this is The Downside. One, two, three. Listening to the downside. The downside. With John Marco Cerezi. So, Lingon, before we before we talk about you, mm. first of all, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I, I I view you just from that time that we spent together. Yeah. When when you when you disagree with someone or you have a thought on something, yeah, you don't hide it. <laughs> you're 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 not you're not one to be like. Yeah. Do, I guess do you have you're an right. example you can say without like the opposite of you? Okay, yeah, no, I get that, but I'm saying, like, do you have any, a real life example of uh, someone no, saying something? No, but I remember, I, I can't remember the exact things we were talking about. Well, I, I, th- I think, I, I think I remember. I think, um, and I, I don't think this will be uh, saying anything that she wouldn't be okay with. But when we were hanging out, so the show had case had me, Ray Sani, uh-huh. uh huh, you, and then uh, Tova was there as well. Ray, Ray said something about how, uh, like. If somebody says anything like that's, I think it's like maybe it was it wasn't the N word, but it was like oh like if there's anything that's like maybe pro Trump or something like that, she, like she as a black person she felt like like that was just like intolerable or something like that, and I was of the mind that well, in and of itself that isn't like a deal breaker, but um, it's a hard conversation to have when somebody is like well it's the equivalent of saying the N word or something, and she yes. herself is black, and then you know I'm not somebody who can really 
speak on that but i still felt like my point was valid so we like continued that conversation in a way that i feel like you and tova were like we'll back out i of just this agreed <laughs> with whoever was speaking at the moment i said that's a great point that's another great point we're all making great points here um so so you might not have a strong uh, opinion on this and 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 russell don't devil's advocate me just a devil's okay. advocate me because no, I won't. this I won't. one i feel okay. really passionate about okay mm. okay I've talked about it once a long time ago on the podcast. Taking off your shirt as a man, I don't know the rules with women, but if you're outside mm. and you take off your shirt, you're allowed to do that. That's legal. Okay. As, a, as a man. As a man. Okay. I don't know the rules right now. Someone told me the other day, they said women can do it too. Now, I think like, in New York you can do it. I think they great. freed them. They freed them. So, yeah, so I Brittany went... at the same time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. I went to Soul Cycle. It's a spin class, very popular mm -hmm. spin chain. They just got on class pass. I already disagree with you. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> and I, it's dark, you're sweating, mm -hmm. uh, majority female. And uh, I'm, I'm in class and about five minutes in, I go, you know what? I'm going to take off my shirt. Now I do this in many uh, places in New York. I do a lot of like crossfitty, hit, high intensity interval training type stuff. You take off your shirt. Uh, you don't do it at crunch or blink. I think part of that is, you know, you have this equipment that everyone's sharing. You get too much sweat on it. Mm -hmm. But I take off my shirt. There's no signs mm -hmm. indicating you can't take off your shirt. What mm -hmm. is the exercise you're doing? Just We're just on a bike. On a bicycle. Okay. Just moving. Okay. And it's dark and like lights and just loud. Mm -hmm. And um, I take it off. Mm -hmm. It's off for about 25 minutes in this 45-minute class. Mm -hmm. And suddenly the teacher is like, um, all right, guys, you know, uh, let's keep your nips or your nipples covered. Mm -hmm. And I'm the only one mm -hmm. with my shirt off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I very uh, begrudgingly, though no one can witness this because the music is blaring, mm -hmm. put it on over my now dripping with hot sweat body. It feels horrible. Yeah. I felt shamed. Yes. I was, uh, I, 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 yeah. I have my own, my body I, things. I yeah. actually and think it's worse that she didn't just call you out. I think it's. It's worse that she just said. Great. Yeah. So so I'm living. Mm -hmm. I almost leave. Mm -hmm. I almost mm -hmm. leave because there's only a couple minutes left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I got enough of my workout. Tova's kind of at the angle. And I leave and I'm, I'm very upset. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Tova points out, not that I needed it, that I guess the teacher at some point had motion to me to put my shirt back on which i didn't see and she said the teacher might have thought your head was nodding and i said you mean because we were all we were doing we were biking. right and it, it was not only that we were doing like choreo per her half of yeah. this so if she thought i was nodding she must have been uh, uh, curious why the whole class was nodding along too yeah they all wanted you to put <laughs> yeah so i was uh, very upset i feel that let me just read the letter I wrote them. Oh my oh goodness! My I didn't God. realize I can't that this imagine is where this goes. And now I, I was. How often I was, are you writing letters? Not very often. Okay. It not does, very often. It does feel like the way he said it. Yeah. That this is like this is something you do. Not three very often. A week, three yeah. a week. <laughs> so um, yeah, because I, I was just this is I was, an email, right? This is an email. Okay, because a letter, no, postmarked letter, <laughs> and you know there was a degree Tov and I discussing like you know how much. How much uh, anger do you display mm -hmm. in public? I, I, I'm, I'm a guy where that's what I, I, you know, I just yell at the sky. Okay, mm. people at home can't see this. Multiple paragraphs. You no, know, well, this is, they had a response. That oh, was, that was okay. not satisfactory or else I wouldn't be talking about it. Okay. okay. So I said, okay, now remember, I'm heated. Mm. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, hello. 
There are absolutely no signs in your studio clearly indicating the policy on removing one's tank top or shirt during class. Instead, your instructor made an announcement for us to cover our quote-unquote nips or nipples. Frankly, I don't know what she said because I was so body shamed in front of an entire class with their apparently approved appendages out. To not come over and share the policy with some kind of courtesy, which could have easily been done while blasting music from artists who routinely bear their quote-unquote nips, is pathetic behavior from a chain of your size that has clearly done nothing to figure out what I'm sure is not a wildly uncommon error, given the number of classes in New York City that don't seem to get their policies from the Catholic Church. You should be doing better for the amount of money you charge people to move their legs in circles at slightly varying speeds. Okay. This was, this was the first draft or the final draft? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but are you that offended? Like, are you? Yes, you're just. I am. Okay, I am offended because I think that we we this is such a strange world. We've we've taken the idea of making people feel comfortable to decide now everyone else has to cover up. Now people are showing their belly buttons, people are showing their shoulders. Well, what's the stop to say no more of that, no more of this. Let everyone have their nipples out for all I fucking care. But if you think that this kind of like mentality of the uh, nipple isn't also tied to the way that we treat sex in society, which also relates to the way yeah, we talk okay. about drag queens and the way we talk about all sorts of expression tied to can the gay can the gay pride parade have BDSM. It's, it's all tied yeah. to this idea that in order to make people feel more comfortable we're gonna go back we're gonna go backwards in terms of of people being allowed to like bear their bodies and it's in antithetical to the bot the the whole body positivity movement yeah hang on yeah no i i i think i agree with the teacher why because <laughs> uh, you broke the norm the norm is but why is there no sign here, but then, but let me add on to this. Okay, yeah. Even if that is the norm, yeah. Th that's a different discussion yeah. where I could say, like, I, so, philosophically, so I disagree. All the all the academic stuff you said about how this relates to like body positivity and all that, I think that's more window dressing. Like, had she just said it nicely, would you have felt as? Of course, I would have felt very differently about it. I think that's more I, like her her way of doing it was wrong. Sure, I think her doing it was not wrong. Sure, I don't think it's wrong, but I also think that you should, if you're going to have a rule inside of a studio that's different from the the rules of the outside world, a sign is nice, especially given, we're not Do talking, I, I didn't take my shirt off in the middle of, of a restaurant, a spin class where the, the goal is primarily to sweat. I, I guess I just, I, I, when I walk into a, a, when I imagine a spin class, I'm not picturing a guy with his shirt off. And you know why? Because they, well, but here's the, here's, these, cycling, these cycling classes also, they're, they're, there's not a lot of guys in them. And I'm just, to me, to me, you just have to make it clear because it's, it's very confusing as someone who bounces around from all these different places. Some mm. places it's fine. Well, that's, I, I was surprised that the other places, it was like a common thing where guys were just working out with their shirts off. Yeah, sure. So I, I think I agree with you. I think you're reacting most strongly because it was done poorly. Yeah. Um, because I think I can see a world where they're like, just like, because if you're out a shirt, it's easier for your sweat to go flying all over everyone. So they're like, just being like, sure to a degree, but the, but also these women with their hair, they're flinging it. Like if we're talking about sweat exposure, I, we've, I, we've already lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it was done poorly. And I think I agree with the, all the, the philosophical thing that you just did. And you disagree, like, you disagree with my philosophy. 
I think I think the philosophical stuff was more because you feel outraged what? at being humiliated in public. Oh, well, sure, but it's and also you're, you're talking, you're speaking about other things. Like, what do you think about nipples? This body do shaming nipples, thing. Do nipples shake the foundation of society? I don't think that's what they were doing here. I think there were just norms here that you crossed. Sure, but what about the fact that I you, think there's an argument where men tend to sweat more. Our bodies sweat more, uh-huh. so that's one of the reasons why a lot of like these these uh, more more uh, man leaning gyms like like a CrossFit uh-huh. that you do take off your shirts, and part of it's because well men sweat, and that's naturally eventually go. You know what? Just take off the fucking shirt. We're all sweating. I, so I don't know if the science behind it is that true. Is that true? Men that sweat, men men sweat, sweat more than women. More? Yeah. I don't know that. So I, I, I I'm going to look it up. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's that, okay. that may be true. That may not be true. But I don't think that that is a that's like a separate argument than than, than the. Uh, nipples shaking the foundation of society. No, but but the, the argument is that it's it's uh, it's going like, well, sorry, you sweat more. You're gonna have to be uncomfortable. Uh huh. All right. Let let let's. You went to Harvard and you don't. I mean, know you should organize. You should get. The, you could if you, if you do that, you could go pretty far. That's the thing, right? Like society. Slippery has, slope doesn't. Does, uh, sure. Society has drawn this line, and but then, why this line? That's that's just the line that has been drawn. Now now you're saying, well, we could push against that. True, but when you're doing that, you can't do that without first clearing it. Sure, mm-hmm. but I think again, the, there, there's of course two separate issues here. Yeah, but I think a sign mm-hmm. is useful if that's the policy, and especially if you go like, well, in class it's going to be tough mm-hmm. amidst the music to, I guess, can get I, off can the I, mic one, for two one seconds. Thing. Mm-hmm. Wait, can I just confirm? Men produce more sweat per gland than women do. Okay, great. Do do men have more glands? Uh, while women have just as many active sweat glands, men produce more sweat per gland than women do. Mm. Um, okay, I will say in reference to the sign, there's a possibility that you are the first person to ever take off your shirt, and they never even thought that they need to put if, a sign. If I'm, I, I, I will give my life savings if this is this has never happened before. Okay, in the sweat in the sweat room. Well, how often do you think it's happening? Like enough, you think, I where think guys have, need to be told through sign, right? Yeah, they say they have a no nipples policy, so clearly this is. Uh, yeah. They had a meeting about this, and they decided to call it this. Would, is that is that would that's the official policy? When they wrote me back, they said that we have a no nipples policy. Let me. Make oh sure. yeah, well, you didn't read the, the. So they don't see me. I yeah, because their their response was so. It says. Uh, nipples. Where does it say nipples? Maybe was I. We're sorry to hear about this experience. Well, we do have a no nipple policy in the studio. So, we never want this to be communicated in a way that feels shaming or like you're being put on the spot. Didn't offer free class. So, would that have done it? <laughs> no. Society has been no. reconstructed once the No, free but class it would have at least been a gesture. It would have at least been a gesture. Big sign. I want, I hope when I show up next time uh-huh. that above the door, mm-hmm. there's two, like, like a painting of two nipples, and it says, no. I guess you so know if you, if there's not war- that many rules for if you're riding on a bike. Like yeah. then you could put, you know, no swearing, no But they do swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can I just say the, the extra hypocrisy where I, I mentioned in my in my in my long run on sentence, you may have missed it. To to I, when they told me to put that shirt back on, Harry Styles was playing. Now Harry Styles, if we all recall, was recently at the what, the fucking Grammy Awards where everyone's wearing a suit, wearing a corset thing. With his fucking nipples out. 
So we live in a world okay, where, not. God forbid, we have the nipples out in the class where everyone's sweating and practically naked to begin with. But we're listening to an artist who we all love and people praise because he goes to the place where you're supposed to wear suits I, and have no nipple. And let me add this. I want to get I want to get Chris Evans. I want to get Harry Styles. I want to get him to the soul cycle okay. class. And I want to see if he takes off his shirt. I'm coming, I'm coming around to you because it's not framed in a way where it's practical about sweat. Like, cause I was like, it could just be, you need to keep your shirt on. So you're not like get, but if it is a no nipple policy, then it is, it, it feels like it's about, um, offending someone or like being naked. You and know that's what, I mean? what it feels like. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think, but that, you think that that in itself is wrong? Yeah. I, well, I think it's, or it's, it's just strange. It doesn't feel like, I don't know. We're in New York City. Like, even if I went to a workout class and a woman took off her top, I'd be like, well, this is New York. You know, this yeah. happens. Like, I wouldn't be You're like, offended. I just saw a guy shit himself on the street. Yeah, I can deal with like, this. Yeah. Like, so I'm not, we're not in like a small town where it's like, I'm, I don't know. It just feels conservative to not be able to. I do think it is conservative. Yeah. But I still understand it. Like, especially from the, I don't know. Like, I feel like when women are working out, they're always just like kind of worried about like pervy guys. Yeah. And, and the act of taking off a shirt, even though you are not this type of guy is something that I could see like a pervy guy doing. So they're like, all right, this is why we don't have that. Sure. But Phil, I think that, that my issue is like, well, the solution is not to just restrict, restrict, restrict. Because what, what's stopping from there? Then, then the slippery slope the other way. Well, you're then allowed cover to wear up the shoulders. Well, cover you're up allowed the belly to, exactly. You're allowed to wear shorts. You're allowed to wear like a uh, a shirt, but you're not allowed to go shirtless. Sure. Right? I just think like the the idea of like what a nipple is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, sometimes, especially as you get older, you go, "What are we? What are we doing here? It's this. It's nothing." A nipple is nothing. Well, you could deconstruct everything. That's the point. If you go that, like, once... I, th I, once... Think, I think dick and, and pussy is a little more than a nipple. Why? Why? Because it's it's smaller. It's less It's less going to, it's less going to, like, you know, you're, you're riding pussy out on those you things. You haven't you're, seen the some chair's disappearing. <laughs> my, 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 my point is, like, society has imbued this thing <laughs> with some sort of meaning, and that's why we keep it. But if you want to, you could say, yeah, there's nothing there. You could say there's nothing to like kissing also. Right. But we're like, well, actually we as a society say this thing is something. So we do that. Well, now well, so okay. Then we could, then the murder, maybe murder, we could murder in the soul cycle class. Why not? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I feel like we're on my side. At the yeah. end of the day. <laughs> so, uh, uh, a ling on. Yes. I'm very happy to have you here. Yeah. Likewise. Um, we are, I feel like we're very much, playing a lot of the same clubs right now oh yeah i just see your face uh you know like at all the all the clubs yeah it's kind of wild to go to a club and all the new upcoming people are like i know fucking yeah kind of like working the same circuits a little bit yeah um so you grew up in boston i i did or yes near worcester worcester massachusetts worcester. yes yes and there must be some downsides to growing up in boston <laughs> uh, downsides to growing up in Boston. You so you don't realize how uh, much diversity is lacking until you leave. Mm. Like until I came to New York City, I didn't realize how like white my like areas were. What did you think when you were a kid? Do was there like an age where you're like you felt it at all? Or was it not until you went to New York and you're like, wow. It was more when I came to New York. Yeah, yeah. That's when I was like, oh, this like there's a lot more people of color around in a way that I just wasn't like seeing in, in Boston. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Was there any, because you started stand-up in Boston. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Was there any, like, a chunk of your life that you couldn't talk about or joke about because it wasn't relatable to the general audience? <laughs> no, no. I think, so it was almost the opposite, where uh, my earlier stuff... Uh, if it got laughs, I was like, "Oh, this is this is this, this is working. This is good." And then when I came to New York, it wouldn't get laughs. And I and I realized one of the common threads was like, "Oh, this is like a maybe maybe borderline <laughs> racist." And in Boston, there was just a comfortability with, oh, <laughs> with yeah. some stuff that could go either way. Um, whereas in New York, I think people were like, "I don't know about that one." Yeah, and it was racist about. Oh, anything. Just like Indian people, black people, white people, Asian people. Anything that I said that was like touching on race that could potentially like kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, be. And again, I was like a younger guy. So maybe I just didn't have like the um, the, the knowledge at that point to be able to thread the needle as well. As you well. should see Russell's early Facebook post. I mean, we all went through these phases. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, it's just I just think it's I, I was just in Bristol, Tennessee, and it was like. I felt the conservativeness of that area and, and a real lack of Jewish knowledge. I made some joke. There were some real rough hecklers and somehow foreskins came up in some <laughs> bit. And Wait, from and, them or you? Uh, uh, I, I have a joke that involves involves like if Jews don't recruit like Christians do, uh, we don't go up to guys who still have their foreskins. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bad I, news. And something where they... I realized we had a weird crowd work interaction. I didn't understand. And then later the was bartender. It, was this Blue Ridge? Blue Ridge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The bartender was like, oh, I think those guys, they are circumcised. And they thought to be Jewish, you have to be uncircumcised. And so like looking back, I was like, oh, that's why our encounter, I was so confused. Mm. They truly thought the yeah. opposite. Yeah. That's how, and I had assumed that that's known. That's oh, just man. common knowledge. That's 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 like one of the three things, two things. Yeah, that people would know. About. I'm curious. What are you circumcised? No, no. See, I'm so curious. I guess I should. I can look at the numbers one day because when I, at least when I grew up, it felt like most people were circumcised well, in America. But in America, know, it's different. Other but places. but I wonder if I wonder what the numbers are like now because it's you know there's there's a degree. I feel like everyone in my generation goes like. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You are uncircumcised. Yeah. And I think that was just like family. Yeah. Yeah. Do you well, remember the first time you saw a circumcised penis? Were you confused? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Yeah. No, I don't remember recognizing anything. Yeah. Yeah. If you had a son, circumcised or un? Um, I wouldn't probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's because it like just the history. Well, the history behind it is just like crazy. Have you ever seen that? So I used to write for Adam Ruins Everything. They do it a whole. Oh yeah, they did a whole thing about how like it's just rooted in like this this like crazy uh, Christian guy who like basically spread this uh, this around America, and then that's where it was like uh, getting popular in America. What like when did he spread it around America? Oh, man, I'm gonna have to watch this thing again because he I, separated it from the. The Jewishness of yes, it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. It really hit off here, and then it does feel like there's a shift. Though. It feels even more interesting because <clears> it's <throat> like you're not you're not Jewish. You're circumcised. Yeah, yeah. Like if you asked your parents, like, why did you do this? I wonder if they were just like everyone was mm -hmm. cutting their mm -hmm. son's penises. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems very like I I don't understand why one would. 
And definitely, you you definitely, I could not imagine anyone coming along now and yeah. gaining traction with a movement that was yeah. like, here's what we do to the genitals right out yeah. the puss. So, but these guys, they just didn't know. And they, what were they yelling to you, though? Oh, they they were just heck. They were just bros who were trying to be like too much involved in the show. Okay, but it was just they like, were mad about it. They no, were. no, no. They everything everything was fine. But like, but to to not know something that fundamental, it made me go like, man, some of these bits I'm gonna have to really handhold, or just understand, just to be prepared. Like now, if that happened again, I'd be like, oh, do you know mm-hmm. that circumcised? That's a that's a Jewish thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, were your parents born in Boston as well? No, they grew up in uh, in India. In India, yes, yeah, yeah. And when did they come here? Uh, Dad came, I want to say, like early nineteen seventies. Uh huh. Uh, and then mom probably like late nineteen seventies. Um, early nineteen eighties. Yeah, probably uh, late nineteen seventies. Yeah. Only child, or do you have siblings? Older brother. Older brother. Yes. How much older? Two point five years. Two point five. Yeah. That exact? No, it's like uh, it's roughly that. Yeah, two and a half years. What does he do? He's an attorney. Okay. Mine too. Oh. Well, what kind of cases does your brother do? He does like educational law. <clears throat> Anything exciting? Like, um, you know, I don't know. What's interesting is because he works in the same area as my parents. He and my, they're, they used to be in education. He could never like talk about it because it would be involving cases like around them uh, or in their districts. So I, he doesn't talk about it that much. Mm. So, but I don't think so. I think it's a lot of, I mean, not, not interesting, but I think it's a lot of like, I don't know, like this teacher's got caught with drug, you know, like that kind of thing. Like (laughs) this student got sexually harassed, you know, that kind of thing. Like anytime the law is involved in education. When he's done with a case, can he he talk about it? I mean, he has talked about certain things, but you know. Let's have him on the podcast. He's so quiet. But uh, yeah, I mean, we can have him on. He's very quiet. I just want to see what your brother's like. He's quieter than me. Uh, oh my God, Jesus Christ! Uh, what kind of law does your brother do? He's a corporate attorney. Uh, he works for the uh, Major League Soccer. Mm-hmm. So for the wow. for for Major League Soccer for like, the their side. For yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> I don't know he's what other side. He's well, against like, soccer lawsuits. Oh, I see. I see all that FIFA stuff, and it's like it's. I don't care about soccer enough to like dive deep, but I'm like, God damn, this yeah. shit is. Corrupt, right, right, on right. an it's international like level. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Major League Soccer is is like such not that. <laughs> like yeah. FIFA yeah. is like global, and there's like yeah, so yeah. much. There's like Saudi money going into things. Oh, yeah, so it's yeah. Like I guess a, I hadn't thought that's of a that. whole different ball game. Major League Soccer is like the NFL. Okay, well, because how many people died building that World Cup uh, stadium? It was like yeah, a couple thousand. A couple thousand. Wait, really? Yeah, building it. Man, when and was like, that? and still everyone goes, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a cool game. Oh, that's really bad. Um, yeah, it was like it was like the thing was like the games themselves were so good that's that that was like the worst part of it. Where yeah. like the games became so yeah. like exciting to watch that people were like, I can't not watch this. Yeah, and then they just like trumped all the. Uh, How were people dying? All the suffering. So, you know, like falling off beams, I imagine, and I, I imagine more like dehydration, and it was hot. Yeah, exactly. It was like it was overwhelmingly hot. When was this? Uh, just like the years leading yeah. up to the to the like World last Cup. year. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> this news. Wow. Um, yeah, there's death in the world. Yeah. Uh, so you <laughs> now tell me.
tell me about easy transition from that to whatever comedy thing you're gonna ask. <laughs> well, you went to Harvard, uh-huh, uh-huh. which uh, you you know all the connotations that 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 you're very smart. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself as a smart person? I don't think so. I I feel like. I don't know. I feel like most people, when they're interacting with me, aren't like, "Oh, this guy knows a lot." <laughs> but what kind of <laughs> what kind of student were you? Were you? I mean, when you were a kid, were yeah. you like? I was. I was. A, I was like hardworking. Just like was studying quite a lot. I was. Yeah. I was just like very diligent. I mean, I was. I was also kind of chaotic in terms of how I approached it, but I would do a lot of work. When you applied and got into Harvard, mm-hmm. was that a very exciting thing, or were you like, "There's no way I'll get in," or or, or were you like, "Duh." Yeah, like what was that feeling of like getting in? I feel like it's a big thing. Yeah, no, it was it was big for so like my uh my like my my grandmother, she's like illiterate. Mm-hmm. Um didn't have a chance to go to school. My grandfather, this is on my mom's side, um was uh was like the first person in his uh group to like get an education and he loved like literature and like reading and like loved all this stuff, but he he in, at that time in India, you couldn't really like do much with it so he literally was like a manager at a shoe store wow so uh he came and visited my family when i was little and he just wanted to go and like look at the campus at harvard um because he had heard so much about it so for him it was like this like temple right and then uh and then he had passed away but then uh, yeah i know i got in after and uh yeah it was like a it was it was like very uh especially for my mom was very like a moving thing for that to happen yeah um but I, I, I think I had, a, I think I had a pretty good chance of getting in, but it was still exciting because you can never know for sure. Yeah, your your grandma was. Is she still around? Uh, she passed away recently. She was illiterate to the very end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think she knew how to like sign her name, um, but in terms of like uh, being able to read, I don't think she was able to read. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, yeah, I mean, not uncommon for people of that age group in in india yeah yeah was she living in india did she stay in india mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when was the first time you like visited india for that you remember <sighs> they all kind of blur together we used to go uh, once every couple of years when we were little um i think i was uh as best as i can remember like i was i'm like very i was like very uh clean and neat freak type and so OCD go, level or no, 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 not, not, not like OCD, but just like, I didn't like bugs. You would or, not have helped the man on the street <sighs> pooping his, who pooping his pants. Poop is a he hard wasn't one. Actively pooping. He had probably sure. done it in the last few hours. Yeah. Know. Poop is a hard one for me to barf's really hard for me. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Both are, both are difficult for me. <laughs> yeah. Blood. I still freak. Blood. See, I don't, I'm, blood's all, I'm not, more okay with blood. Actually. I'm more yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I'm around. I feel like, I, I I always feel like open you, wounds. Often, I always but. forget about if I have a cut, and they have a cut. Is that bad? I think that's yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how often are you in a situation where you both have open wounds? You're with. <laughs> well, I imagine my. Ha- I'm saying like I could have little paper cuts or little. No, no, no. no. I, I, it's yeah. got to be a real. I think it's got to be bleeding, actively bleeding. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, so you're concerned of like, oh, you're gonna transmit something. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm not. Okay. That, yeah. That, that's poop, not a poop fear and vomit. Mine. I'll hold. I just will breathe through my mouth. I'll get through it. Oof. Ugh. I'd. I'd rather have. Fuck. I'd rather have poop, poop. than vomit. You'd rather have vomit than poop. I think so. 
That's my final answer. <laughs> no, I, actually, because I, I really just did it in my head, and it is I'd rather have poop. Because when I when I visualize vomit, like if if someone just does like th- these are the type of things that uh, they ask you when you're trying to get into Harvard, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a right answer. <laughs> oh. um, so you went to India. You were you were kind of clean. You're clean. Oh yeah, it was very clean. Like I was, as a kid, I was just like it was very kind of like finicky in that way. And so going to India at that time was very difficult for me. I think because because you just had dealing with like. You know, it's at that time it was more third worldy. So you'd have just like you know bugs and animals in the in the rooms and things like that, and just like more like uh, like you had you didn't have like a toilet, things like that. Um, and this was you visiting. You visited both your parents' parents. No, my dad's parents had passed away before I was born. really yeah, yeah. quite young then. Yeah, my dad's mom died when she, he was like three. Jesus. Yeah. From so, what? I think she had meningitis, um, and so like his his dad raised him basically. Um, financially, did your parents did the money they make here? Did they like send money back? Like like could they? Did they help? Did did they help your mom's parents like live a better life? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we weren't. We weren't growing up. We weren't like, uh, I think we were like bordering middle class a little. And then like as things picked up, we moved up. But when I was little, it was like just kind of like kind of making ends meet. And then my dad started business. Um, But we would definitely, I think, be be like transferring money. I just wonder what the burden is of, of, you know, leaving a place Mm. to live a more prosperous life. What kind of. Yeah. What do you owe to this to this thing and yeah. navigating that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you know. I think definitely uh, you know they would they would do what they could. Um, did Did your mom's parents just not want to come to America? It would be too much of a. Yeah, I I think I you think, just make it sound like life here at least life here was better than where they were there. Okay, I mean at that time, if you were here, you had like uh, certain amenities that weren't available there. Yeah, but I yeah. don't know. So if it's that more shocking means... going over there. Exactly. From being yeah, it's here. like you know, if you're yeah. if you're like if you're used to having uh, like running electricity twenty four hours, right? Sure. There, when we would go, there would be times where you would just have they were called like load shedding, which like they would basically shut down the uh, electric grid because it would get overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and so there would be like periods of time where you just didn't have electricity. Would there be any kind of warning, like a super leaving a note? No, no. I think it was like kind of understood that around like the hours when people most use electricity, that's when it goes down. But it wasn't like it wasn't like uh, known it was going to be from this hour to this hour. And then or like running water, there would be like a time in which the water would come in. And so it would basically fill up this tank. Right. And um, the water would keep running for this period of time until the tank is full mm-hmm. so you would try to like shower during that time so you're using the water so that as the water is still running at that time it would get full again so that you'd have that amount for the whole day yeah stuff like that you know i didn't grow up with having concerns about that um but all of that being said india now is so drastically different mm-hmm. and I, I i still remember like the first time i visited the home that my uh, grandmother was living in and they had Wi-Fi and I could send like a iMessage from that place 
which used to not have like running water 24 hours yeah to america in an instant and i was just like well this is oh wow yeah so what was the big change in india what was what what changed I think they they changed the way they were uh, open to the like opening investment. Uh, uh-huh. So before, I think they were a little bit more like we're gonna keep things closed off, and then I think they opened up uh, the economy a lot more. Interesting. Um, I think, and then also because there was so much English speaking in India, mm-hmm. outsourcing started happening, which meant like sure. funds would start going to India, and then you could just you know develop very quickly. I've always wanted to tour India. I told an agent once, a touring agent, like, you know, I, people keep writing me from India. They're like, come to India, come to India. I think I have a fan base there. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, as if he'd heard this 20 times before from comics, <laughs> just uh-huh. like, trust me. Yeah. It's not, you're not going to financially recoup the the money. The tickets would cost so little. Mm-hmm. Your deal would be so bad. It bummed me out because yeah. I was like, I thought it'd be so cool. Right. I had this like <clears throat> fantasy of like, what if I was like big in India mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just went to India one month a year, you, made I mean, my money. Yeah. You, oh well. Yeah. You wouldn't make the money, but you might be big in India because you're you, like YouTube. There is such a popular yeah. way of consuming. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would be so cool to like go there and like yeah. exp- like sell out like a a decent sized theater and be like cool. Oh yeah, this is very fun to do. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I, my guess is you probably could. Um, they're right that there wouldn't be any money in it because the ticket sales wouldn't wouldn't be worth much. But uh, like I've talked to Indian comedians from India, and they're the way they generally make money isn't by doing their own shows. It's more by doing corporate gigs and college gigs mm. and things like that. But they do have these huge followings and can like pack out places. So they get kind of both in that way. Did you feel like because you did a tour there, right? Sort of. Me, um, me, Akash, uh, Singh, Tushar Singh, and uh, Kunal Aurora. We yeah. all went and did uh, shows out there together. Yeah. Would do you feel like there was whenever I go to a new place, and yeah. especially India, where I've never been? Yeah. I I would start doubting like so many of my jokes. I I would just go through that thing where I'm like, well, this reference makes sense. Mm-hmm. Will they know this? Will they know this? Mm-hmm. Did it feel like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was doing these jokes, and they didn't know like Jews were circumcised. <laughs> I was like, "This so is no basic. different than America." <laughs> then I it's guess basically Bristol, Tennessee. <laughs> no. Like, I'd love to. It'd be great to like take our sketch team, Uncle Function, to India. Yeah, we could only we couldn't get a show anywhere but L.A. <laughs> yeah. and Toronto. And L.A., we to Toronto, India. then India, <laughs> Mumbai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mumbai. Uh, yeah, I I did I did like look at the look at the act a little bit and was like is is this gonna work the good thing is when we were going there we were branding it as as a american-born desi meaning indian basically american-born desi comics so people coming out knew what they were coming out for yeah so it made it a little bit easier in that way it wasn't just like we were going up at clubs and just like the random audience that's at a club and seeing whether this material hits like this the joke you have right now what's one where you say do you say I am a pedophile in the joke? Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, uh, it's a it's a joke about your past. Yes. And um, this is my I, uh, <laughs> time in the law system. But like that's a perfect example. Where like that joke is about how in America you have to sometimes tell a community that you're a registered sex offender. Right. right. And I'm like, like that's an example of a joke where I'd be like, would would, would any other country understand that? What's the rules for uh, this? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's what I just go like, I start uh, being very anxious before. Yeah, I think, I mean, I feel like, the the 
I don't and know. And then you're on stage just saying I'm fed And then file. you're just saying it. Yeah. And, and then no punchline that works. Or that, and then the, I mean, the punchline is that the like, lo, like the police require you to say it, and when you say it, and they don't know the reference, then it just sounds like the police actually require you to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, but I think, I think um, this might be weird, but like, would, in a place like India. They still have access to a lot of Western media, so they would have some sense of it. And even if they didn't, there is still, I think, something to, oh, this person's coming from the West. And so whatever they're saying carries a weight. Uh huh. Like they still admire Western things in a way that they're not going to, maybe they won't laugh. But they're not gonna uh, be un- like they'll they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. There. Sure. Yeah. Like they still are know. like, oh, this guy's coming from America, and yeah. they still like elevate America in some respects in the way that like you know might not be. Yeah. The healthiest, but yeah. Uh, do you speak any of uh, the languages? Yeah. So growing up, my parents. So I they- have to apologize. Once on this podcast, I asked. I asked. I think I asked Sarna. I said, "Do you speak Indian?" And oh, that's uh, that's stupid. It's that really right. dumb. What are, name one, name one of the okay, languages. Stop. Name one of the languages. I wanted to hear from him. <laughs> <laughs> Bengali. Boom. Oh, you nailed it. That's actually yeah, yeah. what I speak. Um, yeah, I I don't think it's it's. I feel like Indian people for whatever. It's sort of like. Uh, similar to like, were you offended that they didn't know about the circumcision? I couldn't care less. I feel similar. Where I'm like. It's kind of presumptuous of me to think people who didn't have experience or exposure to Indian culture yeah. would know mm-hmm. so much about Indian culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be one thing if I was like, oh, actually, there's no language called Indian. And you were like, I'm, I think I know that there is. <laughs> you yeah. know? Then I'd be like, all right, what are we doing? But in this case, it's like, all right, yeah, you didn't grow up. It does feel like with, a trick in China. You speak Chinese. In yes. Italy, American, you speak Italian. American, yeah. you speak American. It's, it's, like, a, it's yeah. like a moose <laughs> meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, stuff like that, I feel like I, I'm, I'm much more like willing to accept that the person's coming from a place, a, like a good faith. So um, growing up, we'd speak Bengali in the home. Um, yeah. That when did you when did you do you learn English side by side, or did you have to take classes? No, 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 no. My, my like my parents, I think, were speaking to me in Bengali, and so when I was a kid, I was speaking primarily in Bengali. But um, my brother also, I think, was speaking to me in in Bengali and English. So probably, probably there was like that seeping in, and then just like. It's just exposure. Like you, sure. I didn't have to like. Yeah, I, like I, it, it didn't. It was never an issue. Can you, can you do your full act in? No, no, my my bingo is pretty bad now, and not pretty bad, but like it's, uh, it's conversational, but it's not funny. Mm. Yeah, and that too, there's a lot of English in it. Yeah. If you did master it, could you open up a lot of income? No, that's what I'm saying. Bengali Indian uh, comedy doesn't have an income in it unless you're playing to corporations and colleges. Maybe, maybe five, ten years from now there will be because, like, sure, economies are you know kind of switching around. But um, I would still like to. I think it'd be cool to. I don't speak Hindi, which is technically like the the language that like a lot of Bollywood movies are in. Uh, uh, do they have any like the same way Italian and French are of the same family? Like, mm-hmm. are they they're close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Bengali, Hindi, uh, they they have very like similar wording. They're co- kind of the same roots. You have like North Indian languages, 
which are, are often very similar. And then you've got South Indian languages, which are very different from the North Indian languages. So you've got like uh, two kind of families of languages there. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I'm going to test you after this next week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So you, you, you do well enough in school. Mm-hmm. You're working real hard. Mm-hmm. You go to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to do? Yeah. Like, what was your original plan? Like, what did you want to going be? going into it? Yeah. I think I wanted to be a, a lawyer or a judge. Uh huh. Yeah. A judge. Yeah. Maybe. How really? far? How far into that did you like get? Um. So after after I graduated, I did. Have you ever, have you guys ever heard of AmeriCorps? Mm-hmm. There's a. No. Uh, okay. So there's a, it's basically it's like a. Uh, Is that another language in? It's another Indian language. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Nah. It's a Peace Corps, except domestic. So basically, okay. you, you're kind of like basically volunteering. You're paid like a, a living wage um, in some sort of uh, nonprofit within, the, within America. In my case, I was placed in a legal aid organization. It's for a year. Um, and I was basically like uh, interning at this legal aid organization in, in Boston. So they would be in the Boston Medical Center and pe- patients would come in with like health issues. But these health issues are things that something that a lawyer could assist with sometimes. For example, somebody comes in with like um, coughing, right? And the reason they're coughing is because there's mold in their apartment. Uh-huh. The, the doctor can give you a prescription, but the doctor can't get the mold away. So they could write a reference to this legal aid organization that was in the Boston Medical Center, and then the Boston Medical Center could help, or that legal aid organization could help the patient get that mold taken care of. So you would need a referral from a doctor. Yeah, so the doctor would refer you to a lawyer. Yeah. And then you'd go to the landlord and say, legally, you you, you, you can't have mold here. Yeah, exactly. Then the, the, the legal process would take... Uh, was, that a, was that like a common one, just mold? Um, there were, so they, they did a couple of things like housing often was, uh, something that people needed assistance with just getting like, um, their forms in for whatever, um, uh, like, uh, uh, assistance in getting into the lottery for affordable housing or something like that. They would oftentimes just like not be aware of it. So mm-hmm. something like that we could assist with. Mm-hmm. There was like housing. I think there was, um, uh, education was something else where you'd have like uh, students come in who needed, um, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the word, but like a, not, it's not a tutor, but if they have like um, some sort of like m- mental issues and things like that, they mm-hmm. need like another person there with them, right? Yeah. Um, and the school wouldn't give that, but unless you had, like, yeah, yeah, but a, an educational, an educational lawyer could come in and be like, well, these are the reasons why, and then the doctor could give like the formal uh, explanations why, and then you have to submit that to the. To this public that, school it feels system. like a very when you did that work were you like fuck I'm I'm one of the good guys. So this was the problem. I didn't have the same heart for it that I needed to. Yeah. You know, uh, while I was doing it, I was thinking about jokes. Yeah. And I also I, I so I, man, I feel like I might have told this story before, but basically there was like this time where so the legal aid um it was me and a couple other uh, people were in this program together. And mainly it was like it was like ninety eight percent women. It was me and like two other guys in this program. But um, so it was like a soul cycle class. Right? <laughs> so I go in, uh, and then they do this kind of like conference thing where they're talking about like, okay, how do you deal with the uh, emotional weight of the day to day 
of dealing with patients or uh, clients that are dealing with this heavy stuff, right? And there's a, on the on the panel there's three there's three people there's two women and one of the other guys that was in the program with me, right? First woman goes and she says, um, "I always carry uh, have two things in my uh, in my drawer. One is chocolate, the other is a box of tissues." And she's like, "Those are the two things that help me." Uh, the other woman goes and she says, I, uh, always have my running shoes with me. So if there's ever, ever like stuff that's very stressful, I'll run and that helps me, um, helps me cope with it. And then they asked the guy, how do you cope with it? And he said, um, I just forget about it. And <laughs> just that I feel like was what I was doing too, where it was just like, I, I, I just didn't have the same like emotional connection that I felt like was kind of necessary for that yeah. work. You're like, you're like, when I, I come in, I think of what the setup would be. I, and then what's the twist? Yeah. I, I feel like I, so I went to school to be a, a teacher. Okay. And when I, when I, when I was student teaching, I was like, I hate this. Mm -hmm. I, like when people talk about what they got out of teaching and having this experience of breaking through, mm -hmm. I'd be like, I like that I'm standing up in front of everyone. Yeah. I don't like that. I'm have there. I'm, I don't care what they like. I was, I just didn't feel connected, but mm -hmm. I was sensitive in the way that like sometimes horrible thing would happen to a student where I'd be sad. Like I'd be like, Oh, this kid's dealing with this awful family, you know, like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. it just, that just bums me out. It doesn't make me like, I just was like, I don't get anything out of the teaching part of it. Yeah. And I just get bummed out by children going through stress and, yeah. you know, so I was like, I hate this. I just didn't feel, yeah, mm -hmm. so similar. I didn't feel connected yeah. to it. And I was I, like, you know, want to make fun of it too. And the yeah. kids. You know? I mean, I, I, I felt like I, it was fulfilling. It's just like, I, if it's to be your life's work. Yeah, I felt like you needed something more. Yeah. Were people crying in front of you there? Like, was it like a... I didn't see... Oh, oh, like the people that would come in? The people in. that would come in. Yeah. Yeah, there were definitely some very like heavy stories when, cause I would, I would assist with basically when the patient comes in, you're doing like an intake interview to see like what sort of things are there that our legal aid organization provides that we could potentially help with. So it's a pretty thorough yeah. interview that you're doing. And yeah, you're dealing with like, you know, like, um, sexual abuse survivors and things like that. And so that's, that's pretty heavy stuff. But, um, but again, like I, Maybe it was, and maybe, you'd be I like, "Okay, also, what do you think of this one right yeah, here?" Yeah, yeah. So I'm my like, uncle, I got, yeah, my dad, give her the light. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it was, a, it was, a, it was just like I think maybe I was okay in in retrospect, but at the time I, I didn't think I was uh, committed enough because I think there were people who were like committed, but then you burn yeah. out if you get too emotionally connected with that stuff. So maybe I was okay with it, but I just didn't think of it. I was at the time. Yeah. And you're doing, were, were you like, I'm a comedian at this point? When did you, when, when did I you start, start doing that? the stand up? Um, I had started stand up a little earlier um, in between. So I, my first job out of college was straight up. It was just like a consulting job. And I, I like quit that in like two months um, just because I was like, I can't, this isn't, I can't, this can't be the life. Um, I was like, in my, I'm in my twenties is the prime of my life is where my head was at. And I was like, I can't be spending it looking at spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I quit and, uh, I, my dad and my mom had started a tax consulting business. So I was like, maybe I can work here and it'll at least be something that I have some control over and that'll feel, feel good. So I was doing that a little bit 
and that's when I started doing stand up a little bit. Um, but then I was like, maybe I'll go to law school. So I, I applied to this program and was doing this like legal aid. And that was while you were at Harvard. No, no, no. This was, was this was after. After. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was it hard at all? What? So was it was leaving that program when you were said I'm going to go full time stand up? Like what was that? Because for me. Going yeah. to stand up first. My parents, my parents were just like, he'll be fine. Yeah, but it was no me going into stand up wasn't like, are you sure? Yeah, because you had already. Been I was doing currently theater doing theater. Yeah, so yeah. it was like, it's like okay, yeah, well, okay, like good luck with that other one. <laughs> All right, I guess Plan C. Yeah. Might Everything's come better. Yeah, how it's going with that one? <laughs> okay. Uh, what was it hard? I mean, your brother, your, your older brother, like, was your family like cool? Yeah, yeah. So I. The, the thing, so what happened was I, so I worked with my, with my family. I did this legal aid thing. I realized like I, I shouldn't go into law because I would have done public interest law if I had done it. And I just didn't have like, you know, the capacity for it. So then I went back to working with my family, which was a tax consulting practice. Um, and did I, you like working with your family? The aspects of it were good. Like uh -huh. I liked the independence of it because it was it's a small business, so I could basically like get the work done. I could kind of come and go as long as I got the work done. It wasn't like oh you got to be here from this time to this yeah. time, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, and uh, and yeah, you got to kind of like I got to like like my dad had uh, had built this thing up, but there were things that I was like oh this can be more efficient. So how about we try this? Because he's not like technologically that savvy, but he like knows the business, right? So stuff like that I could help with, and we can that was like kind of cool to 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 help with. But um, in terms of like the day-to-day -day work of it, which is like tax consulting, that wasn't something that was as fulfilling to me, right? Yeah. So uh, now, you, when you were at Harvard, did you work on the Lampoon? I did. Yeah. You well, did. so okay. Oh, okay. I I technically was on staff. Um, you have to you have to submit a, a couple of packets, basically, um, and then go through a couple rounds, and they and then they like each. Each semester, they take like a handful of people. What is it exactly? Is this a, a weekly thing? The magazine? Yeah, it, it's a magazine. The it's Lampoon. A, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a publication. I I don't know if it's week. It's not. It's definitely not weekly. I, it's it's monthly. Monthly, if that. Um. Yeah. It's. I think it comes out maybe like I don't know two or three times a semester or something like that. But you got onto it. That's impressive. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Uh, it, there's, there's. It, it has a very specific uh, comedic voice, which at the time kind of mirrored maybe something like <coughs> New Yorker cartoons. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. You know, did it have any kind of teeth to it, or was it like family? New Yorker cartoons are pretty, pretty safe. Oh, so it, there were there were, there would be two things that they would do. One was the publication itself, and that that generally wasn't like satirical and it, or that was more just kind of like almost like zany mm -hmm. um but they would kind of be like kind of sketches or just it was kind of like off the wall comedy stuff um but then they would also do these parodies so uh when i was there there was like a national geographic parody and it was literally like uh, partnered with national geographic and then you create like a parody of the national geographic oh wow yeah yeah so that sort of stuff was um where like the the satire and, and the bite would come, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there would there would be like like the crimson was like the name of the paper, so they would like release like a a fake version of that. Yeah. Um. Who any any big comedians that were on staff when you were there was this Colin Jost's era. Colin had graduated already. Um. I so in terms of stand ups, 
Yeah, or just comedy people. I just think I just think it's so cool. I mean, the Lampoon just seems to be a place that a yeah. lot of people have gone through. Yeah, yeah. So, so my my roommate, uh, Hayes Davenport, um, wrote for the fa- wrote for Family Guy, wrote for just like a ton of HBO shows, um, and then uh, Robert Padnick wrote for The Office. Chris mm-hmm. Schleicher wrote for a ton of like Mindy's projects. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Hurwitz was uh he won like an academy award for what's that uh, la la land mm. oh yeah yeah um so like people came out of there that were definitely and continue to be like very qualified <laughs> i just i wonder i always wonder if i would have been able to get on it i don't know no. i just feel like i wouldn't have not i mean i couldn't even get into harvard let alone yeah, get on the yeah. fucking lampoon i don't know man uh, the thing is the other thing is like you're, you're a college kid so there's that element of like you don't even know anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's I think like the overlying thing that like you you know I don't even know what this like I I didn't grow up like my my roommate Hayes he his his folks had got or like his dad had gone to Harvard and he knew very well what like the history of the Lampoon was. And yeah, like he used to watch like Mr. Show. He was the guy who like introduced me to like comedy in that way. Yeah. yeah. I I had very little insight into any of that. So when yeah, went, what led you to even apply? Like, you, well, he was going, and he, he was, was like, "Oh, this is like the the humor magazine," and this he was he I think he it was kind of like understood like, "Oh, this is where like the funniest people are." So I was like, "All right, I like comedy. Yeah, I loved stand up always." So yeah. I was like, "All right," um, but yeah, um, Her- Harrison Greenbaum Green was Ball. my year. Um, he started the stand up club, but I didn't do that. Uh, yeah, 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 very interesting. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get Harrison on the podcast, but he's in Vegas now. Oh, doing 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 a Cirque du Soleil thing called the Big Apple. Okay, okay. And he's like the host of it. Yeah. Mm. Um. Well, that's so okay. So then you you're working at your family's company. You what's the big the big leaving of that full on stand up? So was it winning the Boston Comedy Festival? Yeah, so that was so. Again, if these things happen. It, one of the nice things was it was a transition. It wasn't going from full time working here to full time doing stand up. It was like okay, I'm I'm working at the the company, and then as stand up was picking up, it was kind of like gradually moving out of there mm-hmm. uh, and doing stand up more and more. Um, it was yeah. We had a, I had a conversation with my dad about it, and my dad, you know, had wanted I think me to be pursuing the family business because he was like oh this is perfect now i can kind of this thing that i built can be passed down and you know can continue uh, in that way but he was also like man the reason i came to this country is so that you could pursue things that weren't available in india yeah pursuing art he had wanted he like he's he's very uh he loves like poetry and literature and drama and that sort of thing if he could He's like, if he if he could, he could have been like an actor, but he, that opportunity just didn't exist for for him. You think so, that. an actor? You think like that specifically? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a he's very like even within our community, the the Bengali community, we always have like these um, annual. Uh, there's a festival called the Durga Puja, which is like our big annual festival. It's, uh-huh. Um, it's it's like a Hindu uh, festival, but uh, during that time, there's all kinds of like celebrations, and always there's like plays. Um, yeah, that's a big part of like Bengali culture. And even in Worcester, would, they would do these plays. Even in Boston, they would do these plays. And my dad would be a part of it. He, you just like nail it 
always. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he's very like very capable. Um, it's like it's like with uh, with Jewish kids, you do Passover, and there's like the reading of the story, mm-hmm. and like it very clearly gets to the theater kids, and they go, and then uh, Moses <laughs> waved his staff. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how intense do these plays? I mean, is it just like a reading, or like are there are scenes and they memorize and they put on costumes? Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a play. They, wow. that's so cool. Yeah, they have a stage and they do the play, and um, it's a full it's a full on play. Yeah, people like memorize. It, it, I mean, there's varying. It's sort of there's like this uh, community theater element to it where there's varying levels of talent and varying levels of buying into how much you're gonna like memorize the lines. Uh-huh. Yeah, all uh-huh. of that. You know, it's it's still like it's still yeah. small town uh, theater in some respects, but you know, the people who do it well do it well. Yeah, he should become an actor now. So he 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 wouldn't act, I don't think. But he's um, the thing that he's very good at is public speaking. Uh huh. Like very good at public speaking, and so because of his upbringing, which is like basically they when his dad when his dad was the one raising him, they were basically homeless, and then because of that, he was able like you know just to he had to basically like kind of like learn a lot, and then through a series of things that led him to come to the country and then he was able to start the business this his life story is very interesting yeah um and he can and he can tell it in a very compelling way um so he does like public speaking um if he could do that which just he like he goes around like just to inspire people like what is sort he- of yeah yeah there's there's like there's like the entrepreneurial aspect of it so he could do that for like businesses but he, he he's like spoken around the world at like different like rotary clubs and things like that because um he's yeah he's just a very uh inspirational figure in that way yeah wow. that's a similar field wow. to what you're doing yeah it's a little frustrating because he is he's funny um but uh, does he does he do it i'm a pedophile joke at his yeah inspirational. Yeah, 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 yeah always always <laughs> that's how i knew i could do it in india i was like as long as dad's doing it uh no he's a he's he's like he's like funny and i used to say in a and now i can't say it but like i'll still say it but he, he's like he's like funny in like a bill cosby way uh-huh. which is like you know like an avuncular Comedian. Man, I yeah. when I was little, Bill Cosby was so funny. Really, you know? Oh yeah. yeah, I remember watching one of his one of his early specials with my grandparents. Like when it was like that was like one of my introductions to stand up was watching. Um, Do you like remember the jokes too? I I don't remember. I mean, I've always I think I've said this before on this podcast. I don't remember a specific stand up bit, but I remember one of my earliest memories of laughing at a sitcom was the Cosby Show. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. at a part where it was um, the one about that special liquid that makes women fall. No, it was um, no, it's this bit where I don't think there's any talking in it. But he um, he was always sneaking food, Cliff. Uh-huh. He was always sneaking food, <laughs> always getting caught. Yeah, big and she, hoagies, and she was always like trying, you know, to catch him not to eat. You know, I, so I related to it, um, the content. And so um, she had made a cake. And um, she's like, don't eat that cake. And, um, and then she leaves the room, of course. And he goes and he's, you know, he's doing funny Cosby faces. And he cuts he cuts a hole in the middle of the cake. Yeah. And I always think about this. Yeah. He cuts a hole in the middle of the cake, pulls out a piece, yeah. eats it. Puts paper, towel puts paper towel in the thing and then frosts over the top. Frosting. So it won't. And I just thought that was so fucking funny and like also a good idea. So funny. Anyways, um, I think the clip for this should be like <laughs> favorite Bill Cosby moments. <laughs> no, I just love. So, I watched. Uh, I watched the other day uh, comedian that documentary. Yeah, and I mean it's it's such a good documentary, but like it, the really the 
the climax of it is, you know, as it, as much as a documentary has a climax, it's just like Jerry, after working to get back and feel like a comic again, he visits Bill Cosby performing in New Jersey on a 5 p.m. show. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a, a riff of just like, look at this God, look at this older guy. And it's so, it's surreal to watch it now. Yeah. It's just surreal. Yeah. yeah. And I always think that uh, they got Netflix. I st- I'm so curious if it was deleted for real. He, the, you know that he filmed his last special. Man, I would love to see that special. Who wouldn't love to see? Oh. That Just I, you know, he was he was he was he was rising again as a stand-up at the time. There's there's he, a clip from like January of the year it all happened. Him yeah. at the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and he comes out and the band's going crazy, and he's like, yeah, doing the Kiss Cosby faces, and everyone's going nuts. Yeah. Yeah. They're going nuts. Yeah, yeah man, he yeah. was he was. They had a he had a Comedy Central whole hour like the year before. Like his yeah. stand-up was yeah. becoming. Yeah. Well, he's going. He's going on tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so. I'm so Would you curious. Open for him? No, no. That's that's a firm one. Yeah. That's a firm one. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 Can no. you imagine if it was someone like mm. it was like an open micer in the scene? Yeah. Who was yeah. just like, I mean, this is a great opportunity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's gonna have openers. The question is, will <laughs> any of the clubs? No, I actually don't think he does. I think, oh, you think at least in the Seinfeld thing. I he, think historically he just walks out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now he's he's blind as fuck. Is he? Oh, he's blind as fuck. Oh. Um. All right. Let's. Okay, we'll get off Cosby. <laughs> now, I think the biggest difference mm. is between us, Lingon. Yeah. Uh, other than shirts on. And shirts off, is when you won the Boston Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. What did you do with the money? So I thought everybody who so the way the festival works is you submit to get in right and you have to pay a submission fee yeah and then when you perform you do a quarterfinal semifinal final and then and then and then a winner the winner gets ten thousand dollars everybody else gets nothing which i was like this as a system seems flawed i would much rather the performers get paid for their performances Mm -hmm. and so what i did was so i took half the money we so even before the final winner was announced, I think it was like, in, in the finals, it was like me, Mark Normand, wow. Langston wow. Herman, um, Ray Harrington, Matt D, Sean Bedgood. I want to say there was a, a couple other people, but it was like 10 people. Um, we all discussed it amongst ourselves and we're like, all right, second place should get a couple hundred dollars and third place should get a couple hundred dollars. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but when I won, I was like, I, I paid out the second place, but we had determined before. I paid out the third place, but we had determined before. But the rest of it, I was like, everybody basically gets spot pay. So every performer got $25 per performance. Okay. Um, and so that left me with I, with like $5,000. Um, and then that 5000 I donated to the, I think it was called the One Fund, because I think Boston had the marathon bombing at that time. Um, So half the money I gave to the other comedians as spot pay. And then half the money I donated to the, what would you do if you had, if you won a competition? I, okay. I like this plan that you guys came across. I like the the, the first half of the plan. I'm on first half of the plan. (laughs) I'm like the person getting second and the person getting, yeah, 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 all that. And I like, I like the spot pay thing is, is a very nice, I it is hard for me in my life right now to imagine uh, donating the rest to a charity. 
I to be full disclosure. Sure. I'd like to imagine that at some point in my life feeling that way. Personally, but. if I'm speaking honestly, I would give more than I want to a charity. <laughs> I would double it, yeah. oh, even good. if it was okay. at a great I'm, sacrifice I'm glad being to honest. myself. Yeah, I'm glad that we're both being honest. Um, if you had that's won, amazing. That's if you amazing. had one last, well, comic- well, here's the here's the thing. If you if you hadn't won, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have had that money. Totally. You know. So there's that element of it, and you wouldn't have been like, I am down this much money. It's only when you get the money that you're like, oh, now I have this money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but then you have the money. Then you have the money. The other thing was I felt like the reason I had become the comedian I had become was because the city had supported oh, Sure. And the That's the city. I thought you were going to say because of, of runners. of my own volition with no assistance sheer from anyone. personality. Yeah. Just sheer force of will. <laughs> yeah. I... If you had one last comic standing, mm-hmm. how much money was that? A million? I don't think so. I think no. it was, was $250,000. Yeah. Would you have given like every comedian their SAG day right leading up to that? So the comedians get paid anyway. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting your... How far into that did you get? It was a little convoluted, basically. We've, heard, we've had someone else on here before, and they talked about how weird it is. The... Um, Did we have someone from Last Comic Standing? Oh, so sorry. No, I'm thinking of another RuPaul's Drag Race. America's no, got America's Got Talent. Oh, America's sorry. Got Talent. Of yeah. yeah, it all it all sounds. It's, a, it all, it's all very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, basic- just speaking of debt, I realized I posted the other day. This is how Dat Fan, who won the first oh, yeah. season, yeah, he's he does these Zoom open mics yeah. that are kind of like bringers, yeah, and he posts these flyers where it was like him and like I'm serious, twenty other comedians on right. this flyer right. in a way that was just like. It, this is this feels like hell. The, this feels like it was. It, it's just like you know when you see a flyer where something about it, something uh, smells of these people are being exploited, like Who, a bringer. Like like who's it's getting like, exploited? I think the comics. I think the comics on that thing. There's something about they. They either have to stay and watch the whole mic, okay, or they all have to bring someone. Okay. It's just like it's like one of those flyers. It's like a. I shouldn't say the club, but. But there's some flyers where you go like, something smells fishy here. Okay, okay, okay. Are you a dad? Are you friends with that fan? No, no, no I'm not. I'm not friends with that fan. I, so was he's creating this? Thing? He, he, the host. he runs this like weekly Zoom oh, open runs mic the Zoom. Okay, with okay. like a kind of flyer that makes you go, mm. you were you won this thing." Yeah, 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 yeah. The rumor at the time was that he went on tour and he didn't have an hour, and comics were resentful because he was like a newbie comic. Okay, I don't, I don't know what actually. Yeah, I mean those those early seasons of Last Comic Standing, there was a lot of fishiness because I think I, the the person who created it was Barry Katz, and he also managed the comedians who were <laughs> who were on the show. So oh. there's a lot of like fishiness around who's actually moving forward and winning these things. Is there voting? Is yeah. the judges actually counting? And all yeah. That? yeah, yeah, yeah. Who were the judges when you were there? Um, Russell Peters. Uh huh. Um, Roseanne and Damon Wayans. Okay, wow. Did Roseanne give any good advice? Did you see her recent set? I didn't see her recent stuff. On Twitter. It's pretty pretty rough. (laughs) Caleb here had a really funny, or a really insightful uh, tweet I liked about uh, what, Roseanne. Oh, oh, just about how brilliant Roseanne as yeah. a show was. And yeah. It's and just like how, now, now, now she's bummer. doing, she's like, my pronouns are kiss my yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Ted Cruz also did at CPAC. So <laughs> she stole it as well. Mm. It was just, it was just one of, one of those where it was all, even, even for conservative, it felt like you're a little late to this one. Really? Yeah. You're a little late to the kiss my ass pronouns yeah, yeah. joke. I, uh, 
Have you have you watched any of her early stuff? I've seen like oh. the cards. Oh, I mean, uh, new, fresh, great. This this was this this uh, stank this of nothing that. even from herself or her being uh. or anything of interest. Just just the worst kind of schlock. Yeah, there's that. There's, the thing about Roseanne was there was always an anger there that was really originally really interesting and coming from a place where you're like, whoa, that's a voice that you know we're not hearing, uh-huh. and then now it feels so bitter and angry and like just cash grabbing i always wonder about i so i i question if whether it's a cash grab i my i wonder whether it is age the fact that what she was saying then aligned with the the popular trends at that time and now it doesn't align with what the what's popular and if you listen to older people and they and they're watching her it resonates with how they're thinking. Yeah. Like, would they be like, finally, somebody is saying the stuff that we're thinking Maybe. in a funny way? But, or- I, but the topics feel supercharged by uh, media input in a way that feels different from her earlier stuff felt like it was coming from her life. Yeah. And I feel like when you've heard the 100th conservative make the same joke about pronouns, there's part of you are like, how many people on your way to the Fox News studio did you run into mm-hmm. that insisted you use their pronouns? Because I don't think anyone's mentioned their pronouns to me in a month. Yeah. Or like, they, they well, act as if like, they did. Yeah. They act as if they've been, well, I've been performing a lot in the South, in to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but like, but it's, it's you you feel, I'm not saying that they, she's, listen, there are people in the audience applauding and cheering and whatnot, mm-hmm. but it feels like supercharged with this, uh, obsession about a particular topic that I'm like I just don't believe that you're dealing with this as as frequently as your that what? your whole set was this. Okay, well, I, I, so I, man, I got to look at her history because she she's we're having her on tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I'd have her on. I, I it would stress me out. I I I, I, I would you have Cosby? I, no. no. Oh, you wouldn't have even been on the pod. Interesting. No, 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 no. You seriously think that you think I could have Cosby on this no, no, and no, not be joking. fucking okay? Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're like, oh, you fucking hack, sell out. You won't even have Cosby. Roseanne, um, Roseanne, I gotta, I gotta watch what her special is, and then also what uh, happened to I don't her. Know I'm not so sure because she she said some stuff. She on said Twitter. a racist thing. And it was straight up racist. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But the thing okay. is, is, and she's now wildly conservative. You know, very. But it's will, it's not different conservative. It's not like a whoa. She has a take we haven't heard. It's like it's like. Norm Macdonald had plenty of views that I found yeah. rather deplorable, and he was hilarious. I I'm not so blind that I can't go like, oh, that's funny. Mm. You know, I I'm not I'm not of that ilk where I'm like, <laughs> like you no ju- you way. just felt like the jokes were because like, there's, it, there's, it, there's it's no not question. A, it's here. not a special. Like, the, the, the you're ones, talking the, the sure. You're talking a two minute clip that you saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that it was not a full special. But I I promise, based on this special, I promise from the bottom of my soul, uh-huh. we're not talking about a great. Comic it would anymore. be really funny if there was like if there was that two minute chunk and then a brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, comedic yeah. special that we're not seeing <laughs> and that's what they pulled that was the clip and they, they just pulled. pulled that really hacky bad. well i do think there probably is an element of that right like they're going to get their viewers sure. and they're going to show the most supercharged things to get those viewers so it might be very well the case where she might have some nuance in what she's saying that isn't being portrayed in that <laughs> ad yeah i i really think we see this clip all your benefit of the doubt will vanish in, okay. in 10 yeah. seconds okay um, but just, it, just, it, yeah. it's 455 are you okay uh yeah, 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 yeah uh uh but but okay so you you did 
You did last comic standing. How's your? I, I'm curious. I just want to ask since our lives are very tour heavy right now. Mm. Has has it has it been with the TikTok, uh, with the social media? Did it change your touring life? Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was touring more as a kind of like a serviceable comedian who could who could be on stage, and if people are coming to the show. It's yeah, a, it's it's generally like clean. It's generally somewhat of a different voice, and uh, it's generally like, hopefully, like punchline heavy. Yes. So you're gonna get like boxes checked, and so you can put him out. But it's not like I was drawing for for a while. Sure. Also, I had some credits, so like they could at least be like, well, this person's been on this thing, so they could kind of at least sign off. Like, well, we, he's is kind of like a rubber stamp of proof of. Uh, Sometimes it feels like credits don't fuck like in terms of like. Even now, like the idea that one's been on Comedy Central or one's been on Late Night, I'm like, I don't think that moves a single ticket. Yeah, I would say, I would say, in pre-pandemic, the clubs were looking at that more as just like a a validator. Yeah, you know, of just like, oh, this person had gotten on this thing, so we can tell the people coming to the show, oh, this person's been on this thing. Sure, right. I don't think people were like, oh, I've seen this person on five minutes of Colbert. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But just to be like, oh, you've seen this person on Colbert. I feel like you see every flyer has every late night show on it, no matter what anymore. And at a certain point, everyone becomes numb to, you know, I, I could put any flyer up and just put late night, Comedy Central, blah, blah, blah. And right. everyone go, oh, cool. Right, 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 right. I, so I think in terms of ticket sales today, you doing a late night spot isn't going to move the needle Unless that late night spot goes up on YouTube and does really well on YouTube. Like that is the only way that you're going to get like the movement from it. Yeah. Or there's the possibility of like some long term play of like, hey, some casting person is watching these shows, sees this person and then is like, let's bring them in for this. Of course. And then, you know, somewhere down the line. How are you feeling? I feel like we both we put out a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and we were touring. And how are you enjoying this phase of your career i feel i feel there's just exhaustion there's mm. just sometimes there's a there's a burnout i feel like i'm a tv network and i'm i'm the sole generator of content mm-hmm. and, it, mm-hmm. and sometimes it just get it's just a tough it's just tough it's all so gradual mm-hmm. and i just would like do anything for just for something that you felt a real a real ooh ticket sales like super increased it's just tough I'm just exhausted. How are you enjoying this this part of your life? Do you feel lonely? Do you feel tired? Do you feel like, what's the end goal here? It used to be a special. Now sometimes I'm like, the clips are going to be seen by a thousand more people. Ten, you know. Yeah. Uh, so um, I, I guess I'm curious, curious. Like When you're going out, you are seeing people coming out from what you're putting out. Oh, for sure. It's It's moving. It's moving. It's all just like, it's just... It's it's funny how things like being on Corden. I mean, it it's literally as if nothing really changed. Okay, it's just all so gradual. And I feel like back in the day, okay, you had more moments of oh, you did this, cool. Now like things change. So it's just sometimes it's just it's it's. I, I look and I think, oh wow, I I went to for Bristol. Yeah, you know, it's like there's sometimes it's a week ahead of that, and they're like, we have three tickets sold for Friday. Okay. Four for the early show Saturday, zero for the late show Saturday. I'm like, Jesus but there were only seven people in the town, right. so you got everybody. Of course. <laughs> um, I, so, 
so I I don't. I, it's hard are you for, enjoying? I'm saying, are you are you? How are you feeling? Right. So it's it's hard for me to tell um, whether what's different is our perspectives uh, or what's different is like the numbers, because for me, prior to posting stuff, I would have just whatever the inbuilt audiences of the crowd of, of the club coming up, right? Yes. Um, and then I would perform for whoever was coming out to a comedy show that night. Mm-hmm. Um, very rarely are they coming out for Olinga and Mitra. Now, it is quite drastically different for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that element of, oh, it being gradual, again, I can't tell whether you and I just have different uh, ideas of what gradual is. For me, this has felt very drastic. Sure. Um, in terms of like before I having- really started headlining, I think when it was... I really headlined post pandemic, mm-hmm. post TikTok. So I don't, I don't know if I fully experienced the opposite of. I think you had like a full headlining experience mm-hmm. life before I, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I did it all. Yeah. So maybe I just don't feel it as much. Yeah, there might be. There but might also, be it sounds it. like he's doing better than you. It does. <laughs> you got, I mean, you got TikTokComic.com. I can't compete with that at all. I can't, can't do that. I mean, that's worth that's at worth, least a thousand dollars. TikTokComic.com. Which I'll then donate to all you, the TikTok comics. <laughs> what do you think you could sell that for? TikTokComic.com. Um, not much, honestly. Who's gonna buy it? Uh, <laughs> present company excluded. No, because because <laughs> you st- you're still saying that as you're like the TikTok comic. Uh, so the reason I got the website was because you can't link into Instagram, right? Like if you into put TikTok, it, you mean? No, not into. Oh TikTok. yeah, I don't really, TikTok too. I don't really use TikTok that much. Oh, you've moved on. It's not that I moved on. I guess yeah. I guess I've, uh, maybe there's an element of I moved on. I I used it for like two months during the pandemic. And then I kind of stopped um, all social media. And then when I came back, I started posting on Instagram. Um, I I just thought TikTok was like a dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I tried to like reinsert into TikTok, I think like I have to post again very, very, very consistently yeah, to yeah, yeah. get back into the algorithm or whatever it is. And I've, I haven't really done that. I will just put everything sure, sure. out. Uh, everywhere but it but tiktok isn't really the reason the reason tiktok has worked is because i feel like everybody calls short form content tiktoks mm. so literally there are people who come out and be like hey i saw your tiktok on instagram you see and yeah, i'm like okay that's they use it like xerox yeah or kleenex oh, you know interesting that's uh, very interesting yeah. youtube is shorts Reels is Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, but no Snaps. one calls those things. No normal people call those things, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they'd yeah, be yeah. like TikTok. You're TikTok. That's really smart. Yeah. What if we called our sketch team TikTok, TikTok. Function? TikTok function? TikTok function instead of Uncle Function. TikTokfunction.com. Yeah. What if we blew up after that? TikTok function. We were like, that was it. Yeah. That's all art is anymore. That's all, all it is. Just a little yeah. clever branding. Um, all right, let's go on to our next segment. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. Do you have a this has got to stop for us to ling on something? Yeah, maybe. Uh, so, uh, so this is old but new in some ways. So, the Super Bowl happened. Uh huh. Um, the halftime show. I didn't. I didn't watch this year. I don't know if I remember last year. Uh, the one I remember was J Lo. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Did you guys watch? I certainly I, did. I don't remember. I don't remember it now. But. They say it was one of the good ones. I think perhaps I, I don't I remember whether it's considered one of the good ones or not. What I do remember is I was watching it with uh, a group of people and they were primarily women and they could not uh, stop talking about how good 
J-Lo J-Lo looks. Yes, people are obsessed with it. And yeah. and they were like, and she was fifty, I think, when she um, when she performed really? at the Super Bowl. I think. Yeah. Oh, they love Damn, talking about she that. She still yeah. looks really good. Exactly. This is, this is exactly what people were saying. She was like, she looks amazing. Yeah. I can't believe she's fifty, right? And um, I think that should stop because I think it's really insincere when people when when she doesn't tell everybody the amount of like surgery and uh, amount of things that she is having done to her yeah. to preserve that look. Yeah. Well, let me tell you how this relates to me taking off my shirt. Please, soul cycle. Please, this is what no. we're back about. But okay, so. So would you do you think it's one of those where it'd be like they should go wow her doctors did a great no, job I think, I no, th- no 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 I, no I yeah no I go ahead sorry I th- I think what should happen is people should be like it is completely unnecessary for somebody to be doing this because it is like a flaw that we require people to age in this way for us to still appreciate them. I think they should be like, hey, if somebody looks 50 and they're acting 50, that's the thing that we should be trying to uplift. So you you prefer people went, ugh, you see how good Jayla looks? Disgusting. I think, Just be your age. I think they, I mean, not her particularly, but the system, they should be questioning. And be like, I think hey, they should how, be like, why are we pushing? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No. I was gonna say, but why? Gonna because joke. human beings are dumb and they see the the sexy and they pay money. I mean, that's why. But what's gonna happen is this: when these women become fifty, right, they won't have the access to the the money and the surgeries, whatever laser laser treatments are that J Lo's having, right? Mm-hmm. So they're gonna age the way fifty year olds generally are aging, and they're gonna look in the mirror and they're not gonna feel as good. Because they're going to be like, look at me, right? If only I had those Puerto Rican jeans of J-Lo, which Uh is what everybody's saying. It's like, oh, my God, she must have great jeans and she must have, like, a great exercise routine, which I'm not discounting those things. Or I am discounting, but I'm not saying that those things don't exist. Mm -hmm. I'm saying there's all these other bigger factors that people refuse or don't talk about which are leading to this thing happening. And if we don't acknowledge that, then we're kind of screwing ourselves because we're not going to look like her when we're 50. And we also shouldn't be uplifting that as like the model. That's where where I'm like, I might agree with you in theory, but I'm like human nature is human nature. People are going to do this. My my issue with JLo is the music i've seen no i i don't really <laughs> know acting. her music yeah oh, the really? acting. i was gonna say i was gonna say <laughs> the last me? are you talking about my scene partner no no from the movie but listen, it was insane when she did that movie people were like she might get an academy award i'm like an academy award for that movie no offense to hustlers but like there's this weird thing where people uh, with the looks and even with anything she does people put up she's not a likable lead i watched that movie that she just did on amazon and she is so miserable in everything she's so like oh like, my god ugh. like she's so mad about everything she's not a funny comedic likable person so i'm like stop putting her in these things and propping her up like she's this great thing she's beautiful yes she's 50 we can't believe it whatever but like <laughs> like she's not that good and and I'm just sick of it being like what can't she do uh, uh, act in a comedic <laughs> romantic comedy and make me laugh or like her at all that's what she can't do be a, 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 a believable romantic lead that I am rooting for because I don't root for her I'm like I don't know you don't seem like you like the guy that you're with in every movie that marry me with Owen Wilson I've seen them all 
Nicole watches them, and I watch them too, and she's just not likable. Made in Manhattan? You know, I haven't watched that mm-hmm. one. Um, but on I, I, I feel like she probably was more likable at some point. I don't know. Just now, I'm like, I don't, I don't, anytime I watch Jennifer, the last... if you listen to the pod after we work together in oh Hustlers, God, yeah, you're right. I want you to know I strongly disagree. <laughs> and if we ever have you on, Douglas Goodhart will be the co host of that episode <laughs> because Russell. Uh, uh, okay. I hear what you're saying. I just, sometimes I see this stuff, I'm like, it's like when Madonna, Madonna, like she's recently been the focus because she came on TV and had like just a lot of plastic surgery. Just yeah. in a way where you see it and yet we can say anything we want, but we look at it and we go, wow, that's, that looks, that looks different. Yeah. And, and there's a degree of like, don't talk about it. And I'm like, there's, yeah, but like, who are we going to pretend that, that we're not, we're not going like, whoa, that's a, that's a shape I've never seen before. There's, there's, there's sometimes there's, there's like, there's two prongs of the body positivity. One I'm like, yes, be body positive. And then one I'm like, do you think no one's gonna notice this thing? Well, what do you uh, think is body positivity? Well, the degree of, there's a degree of like, hey, don't talk about her looks. And it's like, because well, I feel, it, I feel it like, felt like it came out of the screen. Like, so I'm not sure if plastic surgery is body positivity. I feel like not doing plastic surgery is body positivity. Sure, I but think the body difference is J Lo. J Lo, they're saying they're saying probably there's plastic surgery involved, but it must have just been more subtle or better yeah. or well, better. Well, that's overall. the thing. Like that's like thing with like a Paul Rudd or like a, a or uh, uh, Jennifer yeah, so Lopez. You're people like, say Paul Rudd. He's how does he not get exactly. older? They're not like, aging. What do you mean they're how? not aging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very wealthy people that probably exactly. have. Do you wish celebrities were more honest about like? When someone said, when someone said to Paul, like, "Oh my but God, is you it look them like or 20. is it us that we're talking about it?" Do you know what I mean? Is it them? Sure. Is it J Lo and Paul Rudd, or is it that as a society we're? Do you think like, we should at least because if we can't yeah. get rid of being complimenting people who still look youthful, yeah. should we at least be more honest about procedures? Totally, yeah. I, especially in that in that realm. Like, I if you if if you're like a regular person and you're exercising or whatever you're eating healthy and you're like doing the things that everybody can kind of do that's different but if you have access to these things and then what you're saying and then you're going for example like a jennifer aniston or something right clearly there's work that's done yeah yeah but she's also like promoting vitamin water and people are like, well, if you drink this water, you're going to look this way, right? It's like, no, it's not the water. It's the money that's going into these, like, microsurgeries that are happening. Yeah. That, I think, especially for, like, young, especially impressionable women and things like that is a very negative thing. But it's happening for guys as well with, like, a ball oh, rod yeah. or something like that. We are feeling this, like, same kind of, like, desire to, oh, I have to also do this thing. Do you think you would never get plastic surgery? No. Now let me t- let me think. Unless I, I got burned. Oh uh, sure, but yeah. I imagine people say this. Yeah. And then one day, let's say you start having a TV career, a movie career, yeah. and things are going well, and then you hit fifty, and like suddenly nothing's coming in. Yeah. And your agent or manager, someone you're very close with, sits you down and yeah. says, "I gotta tell you, like I think if you could just play in your 30s or 40s, like." the tv world would open back up to you right there's a guy he just it's it's here and it's here it just goes like this and that's it yeah that's it yeah yeah you i feel like think... you've had this conversation already based on how specific these <laughs> no because i i <laughs> also John, agree. I'm, like, I'm like i don't want I, there's something about me that i'm like i something about plastic surgery yeah 
I have an aversion to, but it's also because I think it's because you see the worst examples and you go, ah, don't risk that. Don't risk yeah. looking like a Muppet. But yeah. I also feel like people have said it before. Yeah. And then someday you see Amy Poehler and you're like, damn, you look like, oh, something. There's something. There it was done well. What's I, So I think there's two things. One is. You look great, Amy. <laughs> for your age. I mean, you're. Go. <laughs> She drinks a lot of water. Um, <laughs> a lot of water. There's, there's, so there's two things. One is acting world, theater world, has a this preoccupation with looks that people do. Comedy, I don't think has as high a preoccupation with. So I am very satisfied with what I'm doing, and I don't think I would ever require that kind of work. To have people come out to see me do stand-up. Can you imagine, if, though, a bunch if, of 20-year-old open micers getting heavy plastic surgery to imitate their comedy? <laughs> I totally could. I mean, hot comedy is is, is becoming something. Hot, uh, we've, hate, we've, we've, hot we've, comedy. We've I, talked about hot comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hot comedy. Um, but but even even if it was the case um, where they were like, hey, you could, you could be doing theaters and arenas. We just got to... <laughs> right? No, because I don't. I, I'm. I don't need that. I don't like. I if I can play clubs, I'm. I have very low overhead. I'm very content doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So and and then if they're like, oh, you're out of clubs be, unless you, then I'm like, all right, well, I'll do something else. Because I would lose too much of me to really. Do you think you're that's? Very- what, do you think that's what they said to Dane Cook? You're gonna oh, lose, man. This stadium's poor Dane. Oh man, what would happen with? Oh, just oh, just, 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 some, just those like, people where like with the plastic surgery, it's so visible surgery. that sometimes I wonder. Like I always wonder. I'm like, was this your fault? Was this sometimes I'm like, was this your fault in the sense that you wanted more and more and more, or did you get a bad doctor? Well, yeah, I think it, I, yeah, I think it's a combo, and it, like they can only do so much, and like so like. There is a point at which you break. <laughs> yeah, like you, if you if you look at people, like it's short sighted to get it done because eventually you're going unless unless technology moves very very rapidly, like you're eventually going to have to fix what it was that yeah. this happened to your body. If you yeah, want that's balls, what's inter- that's what's interesting about it is that you're right. It's like it's like it works until all of a sudden because I feel like anytime I'm like, oh, you got plastic surgery. I, then it didn't work because mm-hmm. like then I'm like I'm not thinking of like look how young they look I'm thinking of this surgery mm-hmm. surgery so like there is a thing where even when it's working for a certain point at some point it turns over and then that's all anyone sees really mm-hmm. is like oh if you, you started balding and you have beautiful long hair would you ever would no. you ever never no because then that's what I'm saying like that, but that's this. It goes back to like the circumcision thing. I'm like, what is the reason for? I it? want hair. I want hair. Even for me to run my fingers through. You can get a wig. I'm nervous. I got this thing. It's. I know it's. I know it's coming, and I'm going to Turkey. You're going to Turkey. I mean, I'm going. To, I'm saying to get the hair transplant surgery. Turkey, Turkey is the place a lot I, of people go. Oh, I, 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 I didn't cheap. know the reference. I thought I oh. thought you were like I'm going to Turkey and I don't want to look like this without <laughs> I hair. Know, that's what I thought I was like, <laughs> you, you I was like why? You know how you know how mean they are in Turkey about bald people. You know how tall they are over there. They're gonna. I didn't know that. That's where it happens. Turkey is where like the the a lot of people go because the hair surgery is a lot cheaper. I don't think you should do that. I think if you're gonna no, it's, get it's not like hair a Brazilian surgery. butt lift. It's it's a regular okay, surgery. Okay. You've 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 done a lot more research than anyone but like, else. But knows. like an Andre Agassi, 
was known for his hair. Yeah. And it turned out he was like wearing a wig. But like he went bald. I I the thing I value about him is his tennis abilities. The thing I value yeah. about you is your comedy. I don't care about your hair. Yeah. You might not, but the majority of my fan base. <laughs> I have that feeling sometimes. Whenever someone's like, like a compliment about like looks wise, I'm always just like, "Fuck, you don't like me for the right reason," and these looks are gonna go away. But that's that's the point, right? It's like sure. that's why leaning yeah. into that stuff is dangerous. Of it's Short sighted. Yeah. Of if course. You, if you're fine with aging, then you're never gonna have to confront. Oh, people aren't liking me for who I am. I just think it's it's gotta be crazy to be a pop star because it's like. They value the youth, and it's like it's a different business. But that's, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure they can it, sit again, down and be like, "No plastic surgery. This is where the money's gonna go." Yeah, plastic surgery. But again, I feel short sighted. Even being a pop star, like there's plenty of examples of people that were like, "Okay, I can't do this kind of music forever. I have to change the thing and and adapt to being." A, sure, that's and, the thing with Madonna. I think that some people feel where sometimes there's like this really heavy sex youth. stuff, you, and but also, not even sex. It's like trying to be cool or youthful when you're like just oh, oh, you're but I feel that with like Cardi B too like sometimes she'll be like she'll be like my man and I we have I think she said once like we have sex six times a day and I was like shut the fuck up that's my it's similar where I'm like you are a workaholic none of you people at the top of these industries you're working your ass off six times a day even if I was going for it I don't think I could break four, maybe maybe five. If I really like, if I stayed up the whole night, right. if I took maybe if I took drugs, hours. I could do 24 more. Twenty four hours. But like, I can't even imagine what that for. I think in in my prime three, <laughs> and that was not sex. That was by myself. <laughs> uh, uh, let's go to our final segment. You better count your blessings. You better count. Your blessings. Russell, you got a blessing? Yeah, um, I got a new dog. Um, <gasps> I didn't what tell the you. fuck? <laughs> Big life Why decision. Why won't you share your life with me, okay, Russell? You it, break my heart. It's kind of, well, no, I haven't told anyone. I, it's kind of. Uh, That's the problem. It's, <laughs> Kind of, it wasn't like that thought out, um, but we we uh, we did it. We got a new dog. Uh, he's very sweet. What kind? He, he's a, he looks a lot like our our current do other dog, Ziggy. So uh -huh. he's a pit bull, uh, that same kind of coloring. Um, what sex offender did you name it after? Uh, no. So he what came with. They all came come with Louis names. Louis is cat. Um, his name is Daniel. So Daniel Daniels. <laughs> but um, of the uh, Daniels. Well, my last name is Daniels. Oh, so I was saying his name is Daniel <laughs> I was Daniels. Like the Daniels director. Um, sure, sure. Uh, no, so he very sweet. Um, taken slow in terms of like you know it's two pit bulls together, um, but uh, they seem to be getting along on their walks and going well. And you know he's doing really well. He's a very sweet boy. So um, did you train Ziggy? Yeah, so we're doing the same training. Great. So it's a lot of like um, the first three or four weeks it's like a lot of like he's in the crate and then he like we go on like six short walks a day and that's when he gets rewarded and then we do some like place time and like so it's a whole thing but uh they really worked with ziggy so we're doing the same thing with him um but he's going well i'm glad yeah glad to hear it yeah uh my blessing tova and i this episode is coming out on fucking february 28th but we did an early valentine's day because oh. i'm uh doing uh, a, a gig and we she took me to this place where you you do collages. He's got a prop. It's like there's it's like an art place, and it's like really like for crafts. And mm. so we did the collage, and we were both like 
this is what we're in. This is how our minds work. And you mm -hmm. go to two different tables. There's scraps everywhere, magazines, and you just you just make a collage for two and a half hours. And we were stoned. It sounds lovely. And uh, it was really and and like I stupidly I tried to make it on the whole paper. I didn't finish it. But uh, it, both of ours are really intense. Hers was about like femininity. It said femininity. It was about dieting. Mm -hmm. And mine, I made it a case file that says broken home. Mm -hmm. And I had a Bill Gates and Melinda Gates and they're split up. They're both with new sexual uh, figures. And there's their son in the middle. And he's holding on to them holding hands. And uh, it's really heavy. Really yeah, heavy. I was expecting something very sweet and lighthearted. And Not this at is, all. Um, and this was like very, it's like very much. you would do in prison. Yes. <laughs> And then I found this, this giraffe. It's might like a giraffe be a suicide being yeah. pulled in. Yeah, I could write it right in here. And imagine leaving a suicide collage. That makes that also makes it more palatable oh, for me. People would be like the creative. The, if not the suicide, this is like when you have a serial killer and they go into his room. Uh huh. <laughs> that, uh -huh. Is this that is who, what you would is find? That, Someone as who's that's are you totally someone, ready? Uh, that's, that's that uh, Australian actor who got as too, Einstein as Einstein, and it says, "Are you totally ready?" Yeah, are you totally ready? This says, <laughs> "On your side, internment." This John Marco, um, this is very upsetting. And then look, so this was there somebody like kind of walking around while you guys were doing the collage, and then they were like looking at very happy ones, very happy ones, very ha and then they were coming to you and being like, oh, they, "They were pretty hands off because okay. I think if, if they came over to me, be like, let me explain this to you." Right, right. What's cool about collage is a lot of random like coincidences happen. Mm -hmm. And it feels in the moment like this is brilliant. Okay, okay. So at least in this one, so this is a dead fish, and I cut out the eye, and the eye is now focused on this man's cock. Oh, and this okay. is like the ex-wife with the new. This is my, you know, my mom, and and the fish, the dead fish carcass is tied to this f forest on fire. Mm. It's a family on fire, and you know what? It's just a case, another case of a broken home. So uh, great. It's called this is uh, a, this is this segment is called blessings. Yeah, just some something you're you're thankful for, <laughs> or if you have a collage. <laughs> so this this place is called. Let me say the name because I want to go back here. It's called Happy Medium. Very cool. It was very immediately. There was a thing I had to fight in me where I'm like, I need to make it perfect. I need to get it done in time. See, I, I need it to be. But it was good because I I felt something I haven't felt in a very long time, which is like making art mm. for the sake oh, yeah. of, of being artistic. Do you, okay, I have a question. Would you ever do this with me? Yeah, I would. Um, I have a question about your process, please, real quick. Um, uh, did you have this story laid out at, while you were putting this together or did you it come together when you were like, uh, thank you for asking me. The thing that I think most deeply was when I saw Bill and Melinda Gates. That's when I. So then you cried, crafted the story around them. And, I, and, and it was it was them together, like back to when they parents. were married. And I was like, let me play with that. Okay, I got it. And uh, yeah, so I'm. Uh, I'm. I would do that with you. I'd be really into it. Are actually. you going to frame it? Uh, I don't know if Tova's into mine, mm. but I'm going to ask her to. It's it's upsetting to look at maybe but here's like, i don't think you should throw it away i like it here's how I don't, well you know how you need like something uh, on a frame and then you put like the actual thing over it yeah so maybe it could be like the thing that oh goes behind. yeah yeah yeah. You i know? like that yeah. but i think what's so smart about tova so they give you this big brown piece of paper and i'm like fuck that's a big collage i gotta use it tova all. just oh she made tova a smaller, made a smaller one, one. Mm. and it's like that's how that's the ways i feel like when you th looking at the way she made a collage i made a collage yeah. that like a psychologist could not only tell emotionally based on what we did yeah. but also just like our short, my shortcomings, particularly my I brain. Do like, also, I do like some psychologists being like, "Oh, so do you come from a broken home?" <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant psychologist. Oh, do you, 
<laughs> but like the fact that Tova like saw the paper and was like, oh, right. I'll make a smaller also, one. And my brain, I was horizontally. like, I have to fill the whole paper. If you were going to do that one, you should have done it this way because it's uh, it, it's upsetting, you know. Okay, so what's your blessing? Uh, I like uh, leggings. Um, so in the wintertime, I wear a layer of leggings and then I put the jeans on. Really? And it is for somebody who grew up in Massachusetts who didn't know how to dress himself in the cold. This has been a more recent thing where I've learned how to dress in the cold. Game changing. Mm. I feel like a god when I walk out and it's cold outside and I have leggings on on top of the jeans and I'm warm. Everybody else is cold. I'm yeah, Wait, so- on top or under? Oh, you're right. And so, so the jeans go on top. The jeans go on top. Yeah, that would be crazy. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, otherwise like really yeah, proud I'm, of... I'm, getting, I'm getting close to the guy you're going to You feel like a god out. and everyone's like, what is <laughs> a true psycho? I figured something out that no one else has. I, I, will, I will say that that's, you make me want to try it. I've, I've heard people thought, say that before. They, I always they call like, it, they call it like whatever. What, what are they? They don't like long underwear. Long johns. Yeah, yeah, long yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's more feminine to say leggings, but that's what they are. Is it like yeah. boxer like material or like underwear like material or is it? No, thin? it's so like Uniqlo makes these like, it's it's like it's almost like yoga pants. Interesting. Yeah, I and will the, give that a try next winter. Yeah, I think you you'd be up your alley. You, what's not a, you just seem like a style. cold person. Like it's. Well, my like, legs are hairy, and sometimes they. Why well, I wear tights for like ballet mm-hmm. and musical yeah, theater. Yeah, they're like tights. Yeah, but sometimes tights make my legs itch. Like okay, okay, crazy. But I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you sweat a lot. I sweat a, a lot. <laughs> I mean, Frank, if I'm being honest, I'd rather wear no pants. Yeah, yeah. In public. Yeah. But yeah. we haven't won that battle yet. <laughs> um, so this episode is coming out February 28th. Is there anything you would like to plug? Yeah, sure. If you go to my website. TikTokcomic.com. It's actually a lingodmeter.com, but it uh, directs there. TikTokcomic.com. You'll get uh, my email list. That's how I let people know about my shows. So if you sign up for that, well, next time I'm in ter- your town, you'll get an email. And then all my uh, my show schedules are there. But I think in March I'll be in Texas, and then after that I'll be in North Carolina, and after that I'll be in uh, Europe. So you can check all check all that out. Really, where are you going in Europe? I'm gonna be. <laughs> So TBD on the actual uh, locations. London is already on the calendar. I'll probably do Manchester, Amsterdam, and maybe maybe one other place. Good for you. I'm I'm trying to figure out a kind of thing. It's, yeah, it's a lot. It's a big undertaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, that's exciting. Uh, Russell, anything you want to plug? Yeah, come see Titanic the musical um, at the Daryl Roth Theater. Great. Uh, uh, if you're a fan of the show, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash downside. Uh, we, by now, we will have released our live episode with Aaliyah Janine about working in the adult entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of bonus content. Um, if you ever see me at a headlining show uh, and you say you're a Patreon member, I will give you our new downside sticker. Um, and we just recorded an, a live episode yesterday. Yes. Uh, I don't know what the guest was yet, but let's hope it was someone good. <laughs> Um, so patreon.com slash downside even if you don't want the bonus shit it's a good way to support the show and help us to keep growing for me uh, you can find all my dates uh, tiktokcomic.com but with two eyes in the tick <laughs> and uh, I will be headlining in San Diego this Thursday through Saturday I think it's five shows it's a nice little room so let's sell it out then I will be in Aruba and then Hartford, Connecticut March 11th for two shows at City Steam but find it all online at Jamarco. Cerezi. And um, 
let's see. What's a uh, fuck? I gotta figure out a new way to end these shows. Sometimes I like to have a little twist. Mm-hmm. I like to I like to gather everything we did. But with with Ismail, we cut something out of the episode, and I ended the tag with a reference to a part that we cut. And so it made no sense. I said, so, I said, just oh. do it in the butt, everybody. This is the downside. If and you I'm, could not mention anything about the circumcision or the stuff where I mentioned my dad, um, <laughs> or Harvard, or anything about Harvard, or Roseanne Barr, or this is the, the downside. Positive comedy festival. You're listening to the downside. The downside with John Marco Cerezi.